0: Hey there, friends. Happy Father's Day. And depending on when you are watching this online, you have either had your Father's Day feast, your meal, your lunch, your dinner, or you are preparing for your Father's Day feast, your meal, your lunch, or your dinner. And I have something to tell you. Our Father in heaven is preparing for us a great feast. There's going to be grilled steak there, grilled shrimp, grilled salmon. For you vegetarians, I'm sure there's going to be some grilled vegetables at that feast. It is going to be an amazing feast. The question that we have to ask ourselves as God is preparing that great feast, that great banquet, is are we going to RSVP? Not only are we going to RSVP, yes, Are we going to show up? And that is the question that is centered in our text this morning. As we continue our series in Luke, we find ourselves in Luke chapter 14. So the big, grand question, will we RSVP to God's great banquet? But before I get into scripture, let me pray for all of us. Father God, we thank you. For this day, we thank you for the opportunity to gather together online as your church, as your body. And God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your truth. We thank you for your love. God, I pray that the Holy Spirit is present and active in our hearts and minds this morning, teaching us what you want us to learn and helping us to grow in the ways that you want us to grow. I also pray that it is through your Spirit that words come out of my mouth, and not just my own desires and my own flesh. I pray this in the powerful name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. So we're going to dig right into Scripture, Luke chapter 14. And in a little context, Jesus is at a Pharisee's house. He's having dinner with them, and he just gets done giving the the people that he's having a meal with, the instruction that when they have a meal, they shouldn't just invite their friends or people that they like or like them back. They should also invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, reminding us as Christians, reminding us as followers of Christ, that we can't just look out for those we like. We can't just look out for those in our same socioeconomic status. But we must also look out for those who aren't rich, who aren't of high status. We have to look out for the marginalized and the poor. So Jesus just gets done giving that very practical instruction. And then someone at the table says to Jesus this, starting in verse 15. Blessed is the one who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. And then Jesus replied with this parable. A certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, Come, now everything is ready. A quick note on just that first section. Back in those times, just very similar to our times, an RSVP would be sent out, for a great banquet, for a great festival, months and months in advance. And then an invite would also come. The the host of the event would would send the RSVP and then send people out to say the meal is ready, you are invited, come gather, come eat. So that has is what has just been happened. The RSVP went out months in advance and then the invite has now come out, a double, a double invitation. So as the, the servant goes out to the people, they all alike begin to make excuses. The first said, I have just bought a field and I must go see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I have just bought five yoke of oxen and I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another said, I just got married, so I cannot come. The servant came back and reported this to the master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and alleys of the town. Bring in the poor, the crippled, the the blind, and the lame. Sir, the servant said, What you have ordered has been done, but there is still room. Then the master told his servant, Go out to the roads and country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house may be full. I tell you, not one of those who are invited will get a taste of my banquet. So from this text, I want us to explore four questions. And the four questions are, what is this feast? What is this great banquet that Jesus is talking about? Number two, who gets invited to this great feast, this great banquet? Number three, and maybe the most important question, will we send in our our RSVPs and actually show up to this banquet? And number four, assuming we send in our our RSVPs, assuming we want to attend this banquet, will we spread the word? about the feast? Will we spread the word about the banquet? Will we spread the word about the fact that we get to feast and be in the presence of God for all of eternity? I want to look at the first one first. What is the feast? And the feast is a messianic banquet that is foretold in the old testament the messianic banquet is a symbolic portrayal of the blessings of the age to come in which those chosen by god share in a rich feast with the messiah with jesus christ a couple of verses that i want to read for you number one isaiah 25 6 on this mountain the lord almighty will prepare a feast of rich food for all peoples A banquet of aged wine, the best meats and the finest wines. That means steak, that means pork chops, that means salmon, that means whatever your heart desires. Again, for you vegetarians, vegetables, I don't find vegetables in the text, I just find meat. But I'm sure for you vegetarians there will be vegetables. And the fine wine, what a feast, who wouldn't want to show up to that? Number two, another verse. This is from Revelation 19, 7 through 9. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory. For the wedding day of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clean, was given her to wear. Then the angel said to me, Write this. Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And he added, "These are the true words of God." Again, that's Revelation 19:7 through9. So what is this feast? It's a banquet. It's for all of us to celebrate for all of eternity with God. And it also shows God's character. It shows that God wants His house to be full. It shows that God wants to be with us. and it shows that God wants to be intimate with us to share a meal with us isn't that amazing friends don't you want to share a feast a meal with god we have that opportunity the creator of the universe the creator of all that is and our lord and savior want to dine with us don't we want to accept that invite and then finally and this is more of a personal thing What's great about this messianic banquet, what's great about the feast in the kingdom of heaven, is that it's secure. COVID-19 has ruined a lot of wedding banquets and a lot of feasts and a lot of celebrations in the last two months, including my own marriage to Emily. We got married, but we haven't yet actually gotten to celebrate with all of our friends and family. And what I love about the Feast of the Kingdom of Heaven, what I love about the Messianic Banquet, is that COVID-19 nor any other virus nor any other thing is going to stop this feast from happening we are secure in the knowledge and hope that nothing will stop the feast in heaven the feast where we get to dine with God and Jesus and all of the other saints from happening this is secure COVID-19 has wrecked a lot of things it's not wrecking this. Satan you ain't wrecking this this is secure and that is what we can put our hope in. That is the promise of God. This cannot be taken away. God doesn't invite us to something that may or may not happen. He invites us to the feast and it will happen. The second question I wanna look at is who gets invited to this feast? The answer, everyone. And that is the grace of God. We had to do nothing to earn this invitation. Jesus sent the invitation to all of us when he died on the cross. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10 says, For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith, And this is not from yourself, it is the gift of God, not by works so no man can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. But it is by grace that we have been given the invite. But we must do more than just receive the invite. We actually have to act on that invite. We actually have to trust in the invite. Trust that the banquet will be secure. Trust that we want to go to the banquet. So James 2, 18-19 says this, Show me your faith without deeds and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is one God. Good, even the demons believe that and shudder. And what James is trying to get at there is, yes, we are saved by grace. We did nothing to earn God's salvation. We weren't the ones dying on that cross. Jesus died on that cross. Yet, we can't just say, okay, Jesus, you died. Thanks. We actually have to respond. We have to respond to god's grace we have to accept that invite into his family into the body of christ and we actually have to show up at that banquet a metaphor i heard from chris brown who is pastor at who is a pastor at north coast church down in southern california the metaphor he used for this and i like it so i'm stealing it is when you got married to your spouse, if you're married, when I got married to Emily on the steps of a church in Chicago, I didn't just exchange vows and exchange rings with her and then never see her again and not build that relationship and not act on those vows, not act on that exchanging of rings. We exchanged rings, we exchanged vows, and then we live in obedience and love of one another. God gives us the gift. We actually have to respond in obedience and in love. That's what separates us from those that get the invite but do nothing. Because that's not a show of faith. Faith requires action to be true faith. So that leads us to question number three. Will we send in our RSVP and will we show up? So when Jesus says this parable, the first person just bought a field and and has to go see it. So that's why he can't come. How many people, how many of you buy real estate buy a plot of land without first looking at it, you don't. So the people that Jesus was telling this parable to would have known that to be a very lame excuse. The second one, I just bought a bunch of oxen and I must go try them out. How many of you in your lives have ever bought a used car or any type of animal for your farm and not gone and either test drove that car or looked at that animal first. Again, it's another lame excuse. And then the last one, someone just got married, so they can't attend. They didn't even say, please, excuse me. They just got married, have stuff to do, can't attend. And that leads me to our excuses. Our excuses to God probably seem as lame as the people's in the story. We're too busy, we're too distracted, and we're too easily pleased. We think that we can somehow create our own glory, create our own feast, create our own banquet that will equal and rival the banquet that God is preparing. We can't. Your Father's Day feast, however big or small it is, however great a cook you think you are or bad of a cook you think you are, will not compare to the feast in heaven. Too often, and then I'm speaking for myself too often i seek the pleasures of this world i seek the work of this world because of that instant gratification and forget that i'm invited to a feast that pay, that that blows away anything in this world i'm invited to spend eternity with god Why am I wasting my life being distracted or being busy with things in this world that don't really matter? Why am I so drawn to the pleasures of this world when those don't really matter? C.S. Lewis has a quote that I'm going to paraphrase. He basically says that too many of us are too busy enjoying the things of this life that we fail to see the majesty that is waiting for us in the next life. And if we get too busy and we make too many excuses for why we can't follow God, we're going to miss out on that feast. Will we not only send in the RSVP checking, yes, God, I want to be at that feast, But will we show up? Will we be present? And to be present at the feast in the kingdom of God, to be present at that great banquet, we have to be present with God now. In your life, are you present with God? Are you trying to please God? Are you actively seeking him and his pleasures? Or are you seeking the pleasures of this world? And then question number four. What I find so great in this parable is that the master of the house, when people made excuses for not showing up, he compelled his servant to go out and bring people in. And that's a warning for us who have much. Because Satan often uses our stuff, our earthly pleasures, to distract us from focusing on God and his feast. God doesn't care about our excuses. He says at the end that those who received an invite will never get a taste of the banquet. That means that whoever receives an invite and makes excuses will ultimately end up in hell. We need to be people who not only accept that invite, but we need to be like the servant in the story that knowing, knowing that we've been invited to this great feast, to this great banquet, to dining with God, the creator of the universe, knowing the majesty and grandness of this feast, will we, friends, will we invite others to come with us? Will we not just invite others, will we share with others? Through our words and through our actions, the gloriousness of this feast that we are preparing for. Will we compel others, as the servant did in this parable, to enter in? If we think we are worthy of that feast, we must think everyone else is worthy of that feast as well and want to compel them to come with us, to journey with us in preparation to that feast. We need to check yes on that RSVP, send it in and show up, and we need to make sure others are checking yes on that RSVP, sending their RSVPs in and showing up. So again, the four questions. What is the feast? It's the messianic banquet. We get to dine with Jesus. What more could we want? Number two, who gets invited? Everyone. But there's a catch, and it's a very easy catch. All we have to do is say yes and show up. We have to be present. Number three, will we send in that RSVP? And number four, will we spread the word? Will we spread the word to all the nations and all the people and all the communities? Will we spread the words in our families? Will we spread the words in our workplaces? Will we spread the word on the street? We're headed to a great feast, a great banquet. May everyone know about it. Everyone should know about this banquet and if they don't that's on us that's on me that's on you we must spread the word and i pray that we will as a church continue to spread the word and continue to make disciples so that that banquet that house is full as god wants it to be Share about this banquet, share about Jesus sometime this week with someone else. That's your command. Compel someone to know about this feast. Let me pray. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you that we get to feast with you, that we, because of your love, because you want to be with us, because you are present. We have the opportunity through your grace and through faith to make a decision to check yes, send that RSVP in and show up. Thank you. And thank you that this is offered to us because of Jesus Christ our Lord, and our Savior, who died on a cross, bearing the burden that we no longer have to bear, rising again on the third day, defeating sin, Satan, and death, and ascending to heaven, and pouring out His Spirit on all of those who believe, so that we would have the power, we would have the courage, not just to know about this banquet but to spread the word about this banquet may we spread that word may we invite others as you have invited us i pray this in the powerful name of jesus christ our lord and our savior amen i hope if you haven't had your father's day meal yet that it's a great one. And if you had, I hope you had a great time with friends and family. God bless everyone.